Hello and welcome to the Drew Spectrum. Today we have a guest called Tobias Brown. Hey, thank you for having me. So, what do you do? So, I am a pastor, and part of my job is to uh, teach people the Bible and to help lead and guide them spiritually into a deeper and fuller relationship with with God. So, how would you say how you make them into a deeper relationship? How would you do that? Well, that is a really good question, and part of my job is to uh, read the Bible, to teach the Bible, and to sometimes walk alongside people, and if they are having a hard time praying, pray with them, um, but it, we, I, I primarily help people to grow in their relationship with God by teaching them the Bible and teaching them the teachings of Jesus and helping them to understand, and that's part of my job as a teacher and as a pastor, is to help people look at the Bible and understand what God is saying. And when they understand, people grow. So why did you choose to be a pastor? Well, because a few years ago, God really changed my heart. I was in prison. I was a pretty, pretty bad kid. And I was in gangs. I was doing drugs and doing all of this, all this stuff. And then someone gave me a Bible to read, and I started reading the Bible. And um, I just fell in love with Jesus. I fell in love with his message. And his message changed my heart. And ever since then, I've just been wanting to tell everybody about the good news of Jesus. And that's why I found myself in the field that I'm in. That's great. Um, do you enjoy being a pastor? I do. Although there, there are some challenges to, to being a pastor. Um, being a pastor has lots of rewards, but also lots of challenges. So sometimes as a pastor, you have to grieve with people who experiencing loss. You have to uh, walk with people through seasons where they are doubting God, and sometimes that doubt can lead to them acting in ways that they normally don't um, typically act. Um, but then there's some rewards, and one of the rewards is uh, seeing people fall in love with Jesus, seeing people recover their faith and their desire for God. And every Sunday, I have the opportunity to preach, preach God's Word, preach the Bible to people, and that brings me lots of joy. That's great. So, is there anything you disagree with in the Bible? No. So, I believe that the Bible is God's Word, um, and I take it as God's Word. And because I believe that... Um, there's, there's nothing I, I disagree with in terms of its message, what the Bible's message is. Um, and so, yeah, that's a really good question. According to the Bible, um, it, in, the, in Genesis, mm -hmm. uh, the creation story says that... Um, he created everything, mm -hmm. but he created humans last. Would you mind explaining why? 
Well, that's a, another really good question, Drew. Um, well, I see it as God creating the perfect environment for humans to live in. And so if God's plan was to have humans in this, this world, then he was creating the perfect environment for them to live in. And so when he, it's kind of like nesting, right? When you're, when you're about to have a baby, you know, parents, they tend to you know, paint a room and buy baby cribs and put like little pictures up on the wall because they want the perfect environment for their child to be, to be in. And that's kind of how I see the creation narrative. Um, it's God starting out with creating the heavens and the earth and trees and the waters and the sky and seeds in the ground to produce food and plants. And he was doing all of this to prepare for humans to live. Earlier in the story, um, the God parts the sky and the sea. Mm -hmm. How would they be one? if the sky is so high up and the sea is so far down? That's a good question. Um, the, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't really know how to, 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 to answer that question. Ask the question again. Um, so earlier on in the story, mm -hmm. um, God parts the sea and the sky. Mm -hmm. How does he does that? do that? How are the sea and the sky connected? Well, I guess in, in, in some sense, they're both made of water. Um, but, yeah, I guess it was to create a distinction between what was below and what was above. Um, How come he chose humans to have the best environment instead of the animals? Well, it was the best environment for the animals as well. See, when God created the world, the heavens and the earth, and everything in it, after every time he created something, he said, and it was good. So the environment that God created for animals was a good environment. And the environment that God created for Humans was a good environment as well. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. He in the Bible, he creates the sun and the moon. Mm -hmm. um, so before that, was it all bright or dark? Ooh, that's that's a good question. Um, well, in the Bible. Um, there is, in the book of Revelation, it talks about heaven. Um, and when it talks about heaven, uh, it talks about that there will be no sun, no moon. And the only light would be the presence of God. Um, and so, I guess, from, from that perspective, light has always existed. Um, because... God was was present even in the midst of of complete 
darkness. There was light. There was the light of God. So, yeah, maybe, yeah. I think there was always, there was always light because there was always God. Well, how come um, they cho- he chose Earth instead of any other planet like Kepler-2b? Yeah, it, look, God could have chosen another planet. Um, and there could be life on, on other planets. Um, we don't know. But all we know is that this is a place that God has chosen to uh, create humans and to put humans. Um, and, yeah. So, since you're a pastor, mm-hmm. I'm guessing you wouldn't agree with the Big Bang? Um, well, some pastors do believe in the Big Bang. And I have a lot of good friends of mine who love Jesus, and they're pastors, and they're theologians, and they believe in the Big Bang. Um, but uh, I don't personally believe in the Big Bang. I believe in the beginning God created everything. But my pastor friends, who I highly respect, believe that God worked through the Big Bang um, and that it was still God's hand involved in creating the heavens and the earth through the Big Bang. But I just disagree with them on that. That's actually quite interesting. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference between a pastor and a priest? So, a pastor um, essentially does many of the functions of a priest. Um, So, our job is to preach God's Word and to help people to grow spiritually and in their knowledge and understanding of God. But the difference is, um, yeah, pastors can get married, uh, but priests can't. Um, And the other big difference is that Oftentimes, a priest acts as a proxy between God and man. Whereas, pastor, people don't have to come to me and confess their sins in order to get to God. My job is to help people get directly to God without coming through the pastor. Does that make sense? So people would often confess their sins to a priest because they can't approach God directly. But I believe people can approach God directly. And that if you are a child of God, God invites his people to come into his presence without a mediator or someone standing in between them like a priest. So what type of Christian are you? Um, a Church of England one or, a, or there's another one that's Orthodox? That's a really good question. Um, I worked for a Church of England church, um, but I'm, I, I wasn't Anglican. <laughs> um, I would just consider myself just a Christian, an evangelical Christian, um, and yeah, someone who just just loves loves Jesus. Okay. So, do you what? What are the benefits of being a pastor? 
The benefits of being a pastor is um, I get to walk with people on their spiritual journey. Um, I get to study God's Word every, every day, every week. I get to preach it and teach it, not just on Sundays, but small groups. Um, and, uh, yeah, I get to um, yeah, shepherd a flock of people. Um, so I'm like a shepherd, like a mini shepherd. Jesus is chief shepherd, but he puts me in a certain patch, and he says, I want you to care for these people. And so that's one of the benefits that, um, that I have of being a pastor. I get to care for people and love them. What do you need to do to become a pastor? Well, you have to have a conviction. You have to... Um, you have to know that this is what God is calling you to do. You have to love Jesus. You have to love his word. Um, and you have to have a heart to serve people because that's what Jesus came to do. Uh, Jesus didn't come to seek power. He didn't come to um, just, yeah, just lord it over people. But he came to serve them. And in fact, that's what Jesus calls his, his, his shepherds to do, his people to do, is to serve people. And he, there's an interesting story in John chapter 13, where right before Jesus was going to the cross, you know what he did? What? He took his disciples to the upper room. This was like their last supper, their last meal together. And he filled up a bowl of water. And he went to each of his disciples and he put a towel around his neck. He poured the water on their feet. He washed their feet. And then he dried it with the towel. And this is, you know what he told his disciples? He said, what I'm doing to you, this is what I want you to do to others. Jesus, this person who is God in the flesh, who is this wonderful teacher, he knelt down and he served his disciples. What he was showing them or giving them was an example of how we ought to be. If you want to be a pastor, you have to be willing to serve people. You have to be willing to wash people's feet, not always um, um, literally, but symbolically you have to you have to serve them. You have to be willing to serve them. So it's conviction, it's a servant's heart, it's a love for God, and it's a love for His Word. Okay, I think we'll finish there today. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming to the Drew Spective. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Bye. Mm -hmm.